0: Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert, visionary, and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Welcome to Thrive Radio. I'm your host, Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Robin Bowles. She is a business optimization specialist focusing on the cost reduction in the areas of telecom waste credit card processing, small package shipping, fuel, e-signature, fleet tracking, and utilities. Robin, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Amy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so I'm interested to learn your journey in starting this business. Can you share a little bit about your journey, how you started with Schoolie Mitchell, and a little bit about Schoolie Mitchell?
1: Yeah, for sure. My journey I'm finding is pretty similar to other people's in that I consider myself, a—I call it a corporate refugee. I did 25 plus years in corporate america and it got harder and harder honestly to be happy and my friends would tell me your job is sucking your soul out a little bit at a time and when you're in it it's hard to see that it's really hard to see it and then you step back and you say wow i became a person a version of myself that i did not like and so when i finally decided to step away i was looking what do i do and again i think that's a lot of people who come from corporate america You only know the roles you have played in those organizations. So when you have to think about yourself in a different way, it can be hard. Luckily for me, I happen to get connected with a franchise coach. And I I definitely recommend people using that resource because it was a good experience for me to go through. And you do personality questionnaires. You talk about your likes and your interests and things really outside of your corporate role. What do you want to do with your life? And Then they match you up with businesses that fit your financial criteria and what you're looking for. And that's really how I found Schoolie Mitchell. I never would have known about them. Otherwise, I was completely unfamiliar with the franchise world. So it was the coach did just a fabulous job, I think, of matching us up.
0: Amazing. So tell us a little bit about Schoolie Mitchell. How long have they been around? Yeah, they've actually been around since about
1: 1998. They started actually in the area of telecom. It was a group in, we're headquartered actually in Stratford, Ontario, outside of Toronto. And it's grown since then from telecom to all those business expenses that you mentioned in the introduction. So there's been tremendous growth in the areas that we do cost reduction in.
0: What are the categories of expenses you help businesses cut costs in? Yeah, I think you hit almost all of them. Four big hitters are the credit card processing,
1: small package shipping, waste is another big area, and telecom. And then some other areas that we are in that are less prevalent are e-signature, fuel, utilities in states that are deregulated, and also things called electronic logging devices, which is part of telecom.
0: How much money are you able to save a client? What does that kind of look like? It's really a percentage that it it averages between 28 and 30 percent, but that really
1: depends a lot on the category and how the business is operating. What's their starting point? How much we can save them really depends on what kind of shape they're in when we get to
0: them. Is there a specific industry that you work with or is it one particular type of client that usually comes to see you or is it a variety?
1: It's a variety. And honestly, that's one of the reasons I chose Schooley Mitchell is as I was looking at a, any type of B2B industry, a company to go with, it was like, wow, I want the broadest reach possible. I don't want to be in a situation where my clients are so niche that they're hard to get. And so that's one of the things that drew me to Schooley Mitchell was, wow, these categories can fit almost any type of business in any industry. And that that kind of gave me a feeling of comfort, quite honestly.
0: What are some of the other services that you offer besides the cost savings? One of the things I'll say
1: right up front, when we start doing our client analysis work, so after someone agrees to work with us, we start doing their intake, we can help get things in shape. What I mean by that is I have a client now and he said, I don't want you guys to get started on the cost saving stuff until I have my house in order on my telecom. I've been on the phone with, I won't name the vendor, a certain vendor, and I can't seem to get response and I need to get these lines and everything in shape for you. And I said, no, that's part of what we do for you. If a client comes to us and it's like, wow, I I don't have any idea what I'm paying for. And I think I'm paying for phone lines I don't use or I have two accounts or three accounts. I'm not really sure. During the analysis, we can actually clean that all up for them because we want to be starting from a good point with them. So we can do all that work. We can even establish online accounts for businesses that are still doing paper invoices. So that's some of the services on the front end. And then on the back end, Once we're implemented and saving money for the client, some of the services we offer are monthly reviews of all their invoices. So a business doesn't have to worry like, are my invoices correct? Are the rates creeping? Am I getting these weird charges I don't know about? We're monitoring those every single month. We also then can be an escalation point for service issues. If a company cannot get response from one of their vendors, they can call us and we can try to generate a service response for them. And then lastly, once you're our client, we're out there looking and searching for better plans and better rates for you for the entire length of our service agreement, which is standard is 36 months. Things change so quickly. Three years is a long time. 60, 65% of the time, we're back out in the marketplace finding an even better deal for the client. So it's like we become their agent. We're protecting their invoices. We're looking for better deals. We're helping with service issues. So I think it's an added benefit that People don't know about. They just think of the pure
0: cost savings. So what are some of the costs of the services for an average business owner?
1: The cost actually is zero. We don't have a retainer, unlike other companies that go in and say, we can help you save money. And they give client projections and then, hey, now I need my retainer. Uh, We work completely contingent. So we only make money when we save the client's money. We're sharing in that savings 50-50. That's how we get paid is really on the back end. And as a franchisee, we get to determine somewhat when we get paid. And for me, I've decided to go with actual savings. So I actually don't bill a client until 90 days after they've been implemented. And the reason for that, quite honestly, is that way a business is never taking money out of their own pocket to pay for my services they've already saved money for 90 days and i'm only asking them for half of that so i it to me it felt really important to be congruent with the idea of trying to help a business save money is when you invoice them is very important
0: so why can't business owners find these savings on their own i'm going to say two big factors
1: and one of the biggest factors is just volume. We've had over 26,000 clients. We have documented savings of over $540 million. We can bring that volume to bear when we're talking with one of our clients' vendors. My friends jokingly call it the Costco effect. I was like, yes, it's the Costco effect. Bigger is more volume and bigger is always better. But the second way is really market knowledge. Small businesses run lean. I don't think anyone should have an expectation that a business owner knows what the marketplace looks like for their type of telecom or their credit card processing or shipping. And I think people are reluctant in a commercial or professional setting to try to negotiate things, even in our own personal lives and basically just accept many times whatever price a vendor gives us without pushing back. So we have that knowledge of the marketplace with those 26,000 clients where we can say, okay this is what the marketplace will really bear and so we just have knowledge that again a small business owner is just not going to have
0: what is one piece of advice that you would want to leave other business owners if there's one thing they remember from this podcast
1: i would say always remember your expenses but that's incredibly self-serving i would say i think it's really important for small business owners to find your people find your tribe There are so many networking groups, support groups and resources out there. And I think particularly when you're like a corporate refugee like I am, when you go from an organization where you have a team and you have built in structure and then you break out on your own, it can be lonely. And so I think to get that support and the ideas and referrals, I just think it's really important for business owners of any size, find your people, find your tribe and find that support that we all need that sometimes can just be hard to find.
0: So if you're able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out on your journey, what would it be?
1: Be patient. I think it's really hard, particularly when you're starting something brand new, you want results right away. We all have bills to pay. You start feeling that financial pressure. And I think that can be detrimental when you're doing something new that like you get impatient, you start judging yourself overly harshly. and I don't think those are things that are necessarily conducive to being successful in your business. So Even today, to this point, I still constantly am finding myself, you know, in my inner voice saying, be patient, just be patient. And that's something that goes against my nature, quite honestly. And I think for a lot of people, it's really hard to be patient.
0: Yeah, definitely. So if there are people that are listening that would love to work with you, what's the best way to contact you?
1: Probably via email, quite honestly, which is Robin.Bowles at schoolymitchell.com. I have it on my phone. My email is always with me. It's probably the the easiest way to reach me.
0: Okay, perfect. And I'll put all your links down below. Thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your expertise. Thank you. Thanks, Amy. Yes. And if you're listening you want more information about this podcast, upcoming shows, you can visit www.blog.com. Thank you, everyone.